Good morning, Saturday morning, of course. Every Saturday, 10 a.m., MedPoint Health Half Hour. I'm your host, Ron Young. Sitting across from me is the president of MedPoint Healthcare Centers, Alex Annam. Alex, thanks for joining me on the show today. Mr. Ron Young, I can think of nothing better than spending even more time mm-hmm. with my favorite director of fitness. I'm sure, and we actually spent a lot of time together this week, and uh, one of the reasons we spent time together was because we were in Tilsonburg. Well, you know what? Uh, that's not the reason we spent time together. We spent time together because I enjoy your company, and I find <laughs> you very humorous and uh, just a great person to be around. But uh, yes, we went to Tilsonburg. We got some really exciting things happening out there. We've uh, we've uh, purchased a uh, new location out there, and we're starting construction, right. and we're going to create a, a multidisciplinary uh, medical, fitness, nutrition, physiotherapy center out in the city of Tilsonburg. It's going to be wonderful. And I know that this signal would reach Tilsonburg. Yes. So if you're listening, you're in the Tilsonburg area, and you've always wanted a place to get fit, have fun, uh, go see the doctor perhaps, get some uh, testing done, mm-hmm. or even uh, physiotherapy. We're going to be offering all those services in the near future. So uh, the expected opening date is... We're we're hoping to get open before Christmas and then do a a big push for the new year. Uh, It's kind of come out of nowhere. We have a number of uh, corporate clients out in that area. And we, uh, you know, we've really noticed that there's a real uh, shortage. And it's one of the things I want to talk about today is is the shortage of of physicians and how that's impacting on on MedPoint mm-hmm. and how it's going to impact on our our listeners and the people of London, Ontario, as well as as far as this radio signal goes. Quite frankly, it's going to affect all of Canada. It's, yeah, uh, there's quite a few things going on. Uh, well, and it's really scary. And I know that a lot of people listening right now kind of think, well, what's wrong? Uh, I mean, I go to my doctor, I get seen, I get medicine if I need it, and uh, you know, everything else is tickety-boo. So maybe shed some light on the cr- the healthcare crisis in this province and, and why people should be concerned to begin with. And then we can kind of dive into uh, the specifics of it. Well, in the early 90s, people, we had a doctor crisis. And, and the interesting part about that is, uh, you know, there's an old quote saying, you know, when we don't learn from our history, we're bound to repeat it. And it's happening all over again, and it's so so interesting to watch. Uh, you know, I was much younger in the early '90s, as we all were, uh, and we knew that there was uh, there was a shortage of doctors, and there, there was a, a dispute with the provincial government and a lot of uh, and and quite frankly, the federal government, and a lot of doctors left the province and mm. left the country. And in fact, we have one doctor who works with us right now who left the country for over 18 years. Uh, they did clawbacks, and basically what they did was they said, "Okay, here are the here's the fee schedule that you work on. Right. You're going to make X amount uh, for each patient, and then at the end of the year, they said, you know what? We think we paid you too much, even though it was agreed upon. And they said, so we think you owe us ten thousand dollars back, or twenty thousand dollars back, or you know, they literally. Can you imagine doing that in any other profession? You know, I should try that, Ron. I'd you know be what? Fighting you tooth and nail. Yeah, <laughs> Ron. I looked at your paycheck, and I thought, you know what? I don't know if you. I don't know if you gave me that much worth. I'm gonna give you a ten. I'm gonna ask for ten thousand dollars back. And if you want to keep your job okay. for the next year, you're gonna to have to pay that ten thousand dollars. Good back. thing I'm not a doctor. Yeah. <laughs> so that's literally. Like I, it sounds insane. Yeah. It really sounds insane. But that's what they. That's did. what happened. That's what happened. And so the doctors, a lot of them left. And you know, in one of our doctors' case, he was in a he was in a different country. He was in Saudi Arabia, or sorry, he was in uh, Dubai. Wow. And he got a letter from the Ontario government and the Ministry of Health, and they said. 
uh, you owe us $10,000, and if you don't pay that back, you'll never practice on, in Canada oh. again. So they li- they tracked Tough. him down in other countries. Yeah. So here we are years later, and you know, doctor's fees went up, and it, it got a lot better, and we got a lot more doctors, and, and everything seemed to be getting a little bit better. And you know, then they came along, and they said, okay, well, uh, we can't give you any more money, so we're, but we are going to allow doctors to incorporate because that way you'll save money on taxes. You'll be able to plan for your retirement. And, and I, I want to stress this part to, to all the listeners. Doctors don't have retirement plans. Right. They don't even get you know Canadian retirement plan or CPP because they, they don't pay into it. They don't right. get EI because they don't pay into it because they're private contractors. They're private businesses. So there's no uh, RSP. They have to buy their own RSPs. There's no no pension plan. Yeah. There's no benefits. There's no uh, long term disability when they get unless they pay for it themselves. That's that's one of the things, uh, Alex, that I think a lot of people are naive to because you automatically kind of think that okay, they're doctors. They make good a good amount of money, at least what from our perception, the, right? Well, again, that's another issue. But. And, and uh, you know, we're not trying to say it's a big pity party for doctors or anything, but you factor those things that you just mentioned with no benefits, no CPP, and then you also factor in a mountain of debt coming out of school, mm-hmm. presumably for eight to 10 years, and doctors are already starting at a disadvantage. So now you're just tacking on more and more. It, they are. Uh, the doctors these days are, are uh, graduating in hundreds of thousands of, of debt. And the cost of education has gone through the roof. And one thing we, we tend to shy away from, we don't really realize this, but for years and years and years, the epitome of education, the top students, the top smartest, the best and the brightest went on to become physicians. And right. Uh, so what, to become a physician, you finish high school, then you go to university for a four-year undergraduate. Then if you're you know, one in a hundred, you get accepted to medical school. And then you, from medical school, you do four years of medical school. Then you do a two-year residency, which you do get paid, but not very much. Mm-hmm. And then if you're a family doctor, you're done and you can start practicing. But then you have to build your practice and you have to invest or you have to buy out a practice or whatever. Uh, if you're a specialist, you're going to go on for five years so yeah, of, of residency before you graduate. And then you have to find a position maybe in a hospital or you have to decide to go out on your own. And then when you get those billings, which aren't as high, you know, when when the government is doing a PR game and they're talking about the doctors and the money they make, they talk about the money that they bill, but they don't talk about the, the, the net, the, the right. actually what they take home. And, you know, with us, the, we, we know how we, we do very well because we have economies of scale. We have a lot of doctors. We have 25 working with us. Mm-hmm. And we're able to diffuse those costs throughout all the doctors. But a solo doctor working on their own with yeah. their own staff, their own rent, their yeah. own hydro, which has gone up three, four hundred percent in some cases, it's, uh, it's, it's a losing game. Right. And so the actual take home in many cases uh, 40% of those billings can go to overhead, sometimes worse. Mm-hmm. And not to mention the time and effort that the doctor has to do to administer those things. So grouping doctors together obviously makes a lot more sense. And, and that's something that's happened more and more over the years. But as I mentioned before, when they came out with these, uh, when the government basically said, okay, we're out of money, so we, we're, we're not going to give you any more increases, but we'll allow you to incorporate. And then you get all the benefits of becoming a private corporation. Right. 
So 70% of the doctors went on to incorporate, and it's a tax-saving strategy. It's a way of deferring taxes. It doesn't take away those taxes. Mm. It defers those taxes within a corporation. The corporation still pays tax, and then you still pay the same amount of tax when you bring them out at the end of uh, when you start taking dividends or you start taking uh, withdrawals from that corporation later on down the year. But you've deferred those taxes, and that's the benefit. And you have other things like income sprinkling, and, and this is a way to run it as a business. And now the federal government's come along, and with this new ta- uh, strategy where they've kind of uh, gone against farmers and lawyers and dentists and doctors, uh, you know, it's created a – they're basically saying, yeah, we're going to take this away. We're going to take mm-hmm. away the benefits. We're going to crack down on this because – and the most insulting thing is that they're calling these doctors tax cheats. Right. And they're not. They're Obviously, they're just doing what they were – suggested and recommended to do by the same mm-hmm. government saying, look, you're going to save this money. You should do this. That way we don't have to pay you more. Yeah. And now with, when they've been handed, uh, they're paid with one hand and taken out with the other. Uh, Sounds like you're making the wrong people mad here. Well, <laughs> right? you know, and, I mean, and here's the, the here's the history that doctors have taught us is doctors, uh, doctors don't fight. Yeah. You know, they... They shouldn't have to. These are some of the brightest and smartest people of our society. These mm. are the people we go to to keep us alive. These are the people who have to figure out the mystery that is the human body. These are people who cut into your body to do bypasses and brain surgery. Absolutely. For you know, this is this is the best and the brightest of of uh, coming out of the universities, and they don't want to, money. Of them don't care about money to a certain extent. They care about the respect. And the respect that they used to have compared to the respect that they have today, mm-hmm. uh, basically, probably because of a, a, a campaign by governments to diminish them. Yeah. Uh, you know, ask any senior how they feel about their doctor. They look at them with reverence. Ask any millennial today who they think yeah. of their doctor and they think of their doctor as a servant. That has changed. And doctors don't have to put up with it. And when we come back from the break... We'll talk about what I think is happening, what some of the surveys are happening, and how that's going to impact our, our viewers. And uh, hopefully you can chirp, chirp in because I'm even sick of hearing my own voice, even though it is a lovely voice. <laughs> we'll be right back here on the MedPoint Half Hour of Health, only on AM 980. Hey, I want to welcome everybody back to the MedPoint Health Half Hour on AM 980 here. Myself, Ron Young, joined across from me by the president of MedPoint Healthcare Center, Alex Hannum. Wonderful to have you on the program, as always, Alex. And... Before we left for the break, we were talking a little bit about this whole respect thing, and I just want to kind of go off of that for a little bit because I think you're right, and I think that a lot of people don't hold that respect for their doctor, as you were saying, especially people my age. They don't understand what goes into a lot of the work that they do uh, and, of course, all the costs associated with it. And I think that also to some extent there's that kind of thing where, hey, if you don't do what I say or, or help me in the ways that, cater to my own needs and maybe not what's best for overall health and stuff like that, then you know what? I'm just going to drop you and I'm going to go get another doctor from down the street, right? Well, good luck. Yeah. <laughs> but kind of that's some of the thought. To, to a certain if extent, you... if, they, if they don't agree with what Google Docs say, exactly, right? <laughs> you know, yeah. says, or Google tells me I have this. And, and they, there's a lot more questioning of opinions. And, you know, it's fine to have an open dialogue and most doctors want to have that open dialogue, but sometimes it does become adversarial. And it just becomes, uh, there's been an erosion of respect for for physicians. Mm -hmm. And 
You know what? It's a two-headed sword. There, there are some physicians uh, out there that maybe have not done the best job of public relations. And again, doctors are part of a union, but it's a soft type union, and they haven't really uh, advocated for uh, for themselves as well as maybe teachers or public service unions have. Right. You know, if teachers were uh, treated the way that doctors were, uh, I'm pretty sure I'd be picking my kid up at nine o'clock in the morning. Right. <laughs> so. It, you know, doctors, here's the thing. Doctors did not have a, they, they came in with cuts and they said, uh, you know, they tried to do it in the last rounds of negotiations and there's still no contract right now, just so you know. It's three mm. years, no contract with the doctors. So what, what happens when you don't have a contract? I get, I'd get really nervous. Right. So <laughs> no contract, three years. Cami doesn't have a contract. They're out on strike. Right. So the uh, three years, no contract. In the, when they tried to put it together, they said, well, listen, we will go with no more fee increases. We'll keep, we'll, we'll hold the board. And the government came back and says, no, we want you to drop three and a half percent off the fees that we've been paying you. And we want to claw back more. So they basically have no contract, but they're still working because of their moral duty. Their well, moral they also don't of... have the ability to strike. They right. were, they, they, uh, they gave up the, uh, somewhere along the line, they gave up the right to collective bargaining, uh, collective arbitration, binding arbitration, sorry. And so what happened was that they were, they, they basically can't go to an arbitrator. Mm-hmm. And so they have to negotiate with the government. The government is their only, in most cases with OHIP, the only person, the only way that they get their billing. Mm-hmm. They can't increase their fees because OHIP billing is set by the government and costs go up all around them. You know, the, right. you, you know, look at the minimum wage increase that's coming. Look at the, uh, the cost of hydro that's coming. Rent always goes right. up. Salaries always go up. Supplies always go up. More taxes. All these changes. And then I've so seen the, those supply bills. They're yeah, not, you pay them, right? <laughs> so you see how they go up and up and up. So here's what happened. So then they came up and they ended up with approximately, by the time it was all said and done, a 5% pay cut. Mm-hmm. Haven't had an increase in fees since 2011 and a 5% pay cut. Right. Now take an advantage. Now take, you know, we're going to get into how this is going to affect people. Right. So uh, there are uh, one third of the doctors uh, right now in Ontario, one third of them are 55 or older. They are baby boomers themselves. So the baby boomers are now between the age of 56 and 71, and they're already impacting our our healthcare system. We already have long waits for surgery. We already have surgery times being canceled because the the hospital has run out of surgery allowable time for the year. Mm. So they cancel it and everything, everyone has to wait. The, uh, we're always seeing articles about someone waiting two to three years to get a knee surgery where they could get it done in a week down in the States. Yeah. So our system has a challenge. The new report just came out saying that uh, Canada is ranked la- or third last of industrial nations. We used right. to be ranked number one. Oh. So it has dropped. And so now when we have this silver tsunami that is about yeah. to crush our healthcare system, what people are missing is that one third of the doctors are in that demographic. They're going to retire. They're, mm-hmm. they're, you know, we've got a couple of doctors who are working with us that are in their 70s. You know, they want to keep working. But a lot of them are saying, you know, that's enough. And then they get the disrespect of the 5% pay cut, no increases in fees. And then they get the additional respect, disrespect of the federal government coming out and saying, you know what? I know the provincial government promised this to you, but now we're going to crack down on this. Mm-hmm. And they're being called tax cheats. So here's the impact. There are 800,000 physician openings in the United States right now. 800,000. 
800,000 jobs. There's 78,000 doctors in Canada, <laughs> 800,000 jobs in the U.S. Every industrial nation, uh, England, France, Australia, some of the developing countries, the U.S., are all hitting the same baby boom at the same time. Mm. There are countries and, quite frankly, other provinces that are trying to lure away doctors. So a group called the Concerned Ontario Doctors uh, did a survey of 5,000 doctors. And they here were the results. Out of the 5,000 doctors that they surveyed, only 31, sorry, yeah, 31% were planning on staying in Ontario practicing okay. medicine. 25% retiring early, 22% leaving the country, 11% leaving the province, 11% leaving the practice of medicine and going into other fields. Um, wow. Imagine that. 10% of the doctors just That's saying, crazy. I'm going to quit medicine. After 10 so that years leaves, of school. Yeah, after that many years of school. So that leaves 31%. Out of the 31% who are saying, yeah, we're going to keep practicing here, 78% of those doctors are going to reduce the amount of hours that they work. They're going to let off, let go staff. Wow. Uh, They're going to increase private services. I have a friend who sells not Botox, but something very similar to Botox, uh, which is a uh, cosmetic uh, service, as you probably know, often done by physicians. Mm -hmm. She is signing up two new doctors a week who are looking to add that to their practice wow. so that they can make money. So if they're making money doing Botox, they're not seeing patients for healthcare needs. Yeah. The statistic before this came out, the statistic was that people in Ontario who have a family doctor, that's the key point, who have yeah. a family doctor, it takes them more than 48 hours, sorry, 56% of Ontarians who have a family doctor cannot access that doctor within 48 hours, m week, uh, Monday to Friday, meaning that the wait times to get into those doctors are already two days. Yeah. So if you're sick or your child is sick, you can't have access. So this is what's happening. I'm getting two to three people uh, a day calling me saying, my doctors are getting ready to retire. Or I can't get access to my doctor. Yeah. Or um, when I get into my doctor, I feel rushed. I'm not. I don't feel like I'm getting the things. So they're saying, "What is MedPoint? How can you help me?" You know, I can't fix the healthcare system. It's not my responsibility to fix the healthcare system. It, it's there. It's going to get bad. And yeah. and really, what people are doing is they're flocking to us, and employers are flocking to us now and saying, "I can't get." You know, some one of my employees is sick. I can't get them back to work because it's going to take them three weeks to get in to see their family doctor, but we need to know what's wrong with them. Right. We're waiting for uh, one one employer four, four to five weeks to get an ultrasound to find out what's wrong with the employee because he might have a, a rotator cuff issue. Right. Can't go to work. He's off on short-term disability, and all the, the bottleneck is the ultrasound. So they're coming to us and they're working with our navigator program and we're saying, look, look we can get you one in 24 hours. You know, yeah. Here's where we're going to go. Our job is to keep our people healthy, our employees healthy, our employer, our, our corporate companies, their employees healthy yeah. and our members. Uh, and the best way we do that is through a focus on preventative medicine. Yeah. When it comes to our uh, either our membership program, and that's what I want to talk about in a minute, but our membership program consists of the same thing that our employee health solutions program consists of, which is reaction, which is our navigator program. Someone's sick, we jump into action, we get them the health care they need. Then 
prevention, either pro- proactive ap- approach to healthcare or the Live Well program through our corporate program, and then testing, screening. Mm-hmm. Let's catch things early. So that's really uh, what our membership program is all about. As an yeah. individual, if you're having a hard time and you're looking at you know, a different way of becoming, um, of getting healthy, our membership program includes a three-hour medical that screens for cancer, diabetes, and heart disease. And then it includes uh, a 20-page report on the health status. And then it includes us referring you to any specialist that we feel is necessary. We have 25 doctors on staff. Our goal is to jump to 40 doctors within the next two years. We're opening new locations. We're opening a massive uh, medical health center. We need to fill it, and we're going to fill it with doctors for our for our patients and our clients. Um, and then after you've got uh, your referrals, after you've got your report, after you've had your medical, and we've got we're dealing with any acute health issues or any issues that are uh, requiring attention, then we're going to focus on prevention. We're going to pe- teach people how to eat properly with our registered dietitian. We're going to teach people how to exercise properly with the, your team of kinesiologists. We're going to make sure that when they need the healthcare, that they have a healthcare concierge and a healthcare navigator who's going to find get their way through this quagmire of a healthcare system. And we're going to do it all with a smile on our face, and we're going to do it all in a, a, a comfortable environment mm-hmm. that's going to not be rushed. And really, this is what's happening. The people. We've always had a number of people who want to focus on prevention. We're going to get more and more people who are just realizing, wait a minute. This healthcare system might not be here for me. I need right. someone on my side. Yeah, and that's where our membership program is coming. We're having. I'm doing two or two to three tours a day yeah. of people who are saying, "You know what? I got to start taking better care of my health." And a lot of people are very closed off to it because they think that they just go wherever their family doctor points them, or that's the only option. Mm-hmm. But you have to take control of your health. You have to be proactive with things, and make sure that you're doing what's in your best interest. And uh, you know what? MedPoint would love to come alongside you. Check out our website. It's www.medpoint.ca. As Alex was talking about, we got lots of programs for lots of different folks. We have uh, something for folks. everybody. Yeah, I always say that. Something for everybody. And we got the membership program um, so that we can take care of you year-round. So I think the main thing is for people to come in and check us out. If, yeah. it, if, if it's a company and they're looking for something to protect their employees or their upper management, give us a call. Yeah. We'll put something together for you that's specific and tailored to your organization. If you're an individual and you want to take better care of yourself and you feel that maybe uh, the system might not be there for you and need mm-hmm. someone, come in, have a tour, see what we do. And, yeah. uh, you know, hopefully we can find a fit for you. That's all the time we have for today. Alex, thanks for joining me. Pleasure. And uh, I hope everybody has a wonderful weekend. Take care. We'll join you next week.